Hello, everybody. Welcome to Real Talk Real Estate. This is your host, co-host, Remy Morvan from Capital Homes, broker and owner here in Ottawa. And I'm joined by my partner in crime. Steve Benson here with also Capital Homes Realty and uh, the guy with the beard. Super pumped today. We've got uh, mega London agent Ryan Hodge on the line. Uh, Ryan O is broker owner at the realty firm down in London. And uh, how are you doing, Ryan? Doing well. Honored to be here, fellas. It's a pleasure to connect with you. Yeah, we are honored to have you here. Uh, Basically, me and Ryan met about a year ago. We were speaking for the Ontario Real Estate Association and uh, found a common uh, um, love for uh, jujitsu. I'm uh, not (laughs) doing it as much anymore, but uh, are you doing that anymore, uh, Ryan? No, I, I was actually, it's funny you ask, I was telling a friend, um, a friend last night that I, I, I did that for a couple of years and I, I've got this really unique little tear under my rib that is just a nagging, I think, lifelong injury. So no, I, I won't be hitting the mats again, I don't think. <laughs> I'm hoping to get back. I need my New Year's resolutions, uh, a couple of pounds that need to come off there from all, uh, from all the drinking and, and food. So I hear so. You. So, Ryan, uh, we're going to get right into it because you've got a wealth of knowledge that uh, basically the whole point of these podcasts is going to be to give agents, new agents, experienced agents, just a more in-depth look at what uh, some of the top agents are doing out there around the country. Um, So basically, Ryan, we'll get more into detail about your career and stuff and uh, everything you're doing with the realty firm and your speaking, your the book you just wrote. Uh, But right off the bat, do you want to... Do you want to tell us what you were doing before you got into real estate and have any of those past experiences helped you with uh, your current uh, success in real estate? Sure. Uh, well, number one, I, I was born and raised in London, Ontario. Uh, grew up here, went to high school here, university here. Uh, took a degree in sociology and psychology with an emphasis on human behavior at the University of Western. Um, during the, my university years and uh, just shortly after, I started working in my, my family business, actually, which was the jewelry manufacturing industry. So we focused heavily on school rings, championship rings, corporate insignia, and I was managing sales across the country for, for that. Um, did that for about 10 years and then decided to, to make some changes. Uh, so I hopped into to the real estate environment in 2008, 2009 was my first year. And certainly I think that every experience shows up to shape us. I mean, university was um, all about the power of choice for me. I think I got put on probation in university after my first year. So <laughs> had to make some changes to, to stop partying quite so much and uh, get a little bit dedicated, which I think that we can always you know, commit a little bit further to whatever place or space that we're involved in. And um, the the sales process of, of what I did before uh, was a lot more challenging as far as, you know, acquiring new clients um, than, than I believe real estate is. So definitely some good sales background that I, I brought into my real estate um, career as well. Awesome. And human behavior, that, uh, that definitely helps dealing with uh, clients and understanding people. Sure, sure. Yes, I've always had a, an interest in in psychology and what allows us to create the experiences that we do. Awesome, awesome. So, basically, you right now you you've been licensed since two thousand eight, two thousand nine, um, but now you are the broker owner of your own firm. Is that correct? Correct. 
So, and how many agents Correct. do you guys I, have I own, there? Uh, I own the realty firm in London, Ontario, which is an independent brokerage with my my business partner, a uh, longtime realtor, 20 years, 25 years in the business now. But when we opened the company about 20 years, uh, working uh, as a real estate agent as well. Where'd you start your career? Uh, both of us actually started at Remax and um, had had a, a great relationship there um, with with a wonderful organization. And you know, ultimately for us, when we decided to uh, you know create a, an independent, we were just looking to do something a little bit different. We thought that our marketplace could use uh, something different. And you know, we had a great relationship with our previous broker and the agents. And of course, you know, I did a lot of uh, speaking and networking through the Remax environment, but. Just as just as, as a, a pure place of contribution to trying to do something a little bit different in our marketplace. Awesome. And so at your firm and basically, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of new agents listening to uh, this podcast. Um, what's your what do you do with your new agents at the office or what would be your best advice for people that are just getting into the business? Sure. Um, you know, I think that number one, um, people need to realize that there's a massive difference between having a goal and actually committing to activity. I think it is a, a business that, you know, there's not one right way to generate leads or generate sales or generate clients either. So for any new agent that comes into a, our environment, it's, it's more of a discovery process, a discovery of, you know, what are they going to enjoy doing? Uh, what are some proven processes that do work? And how can they apply that for themselves? Because if you don't enjoy doing something, you're going to stop doing it. You know, that's working in that whole path of least resistance. And I think ultimately, uh, most of the agents that we've had, you know, find something because we're pretty systems oriented as far as, you know, our lead generation and the things that have worked for, you know, us and our, our you know, vast selling experience and just trying to allow people to explore understand that, you know, they can have a goal, but they've got to commit to a certain level of activity, which I think is one of the major challenges in, in real estate today. Yeah. Well, I think I agree. We're pretty much on the same page, uh, especially, you know, capital homes being, uh, an independent as well. And kind of the same vision that I have is every agent needs to be, needs to do what suits their personality, right? Some people just aren't made to do cold calls and go door knocking, you know, but then, and I remember seeing something that you posted on real estate hacks, uh, of how important, um, Facebook messaging is nowadays. And there's so much technology coming out, you know, every day that, uh, do you find that there's a lack or a problem with traditional real estate training for new people coming in and they're being taught kind of some of the old ways of doing it? Well, I think that if you, you know, study the brokerage model, and I, I say this responsibly and with love and respect, and, um, you know, I, I work with a fellow who's, who's probably pound for pound the best recruiting uh, coach on the planet. Um, and, you know, what I would say about the real estate model in general, the brokerage model, is that it's a very complacent model. And so, you know, not to say that there aren't some amazing broker owners out there that are bringing, you know, today's technology, uh, new information into the environment, but it is very old school. I mean, it's, it's simply in relation to the demographic, but you have to be constantly evolving, adapting and changing. I think that, you know, if you want a cold call, it works. I mean, we had a couple of young guys that came into our company in London, Ontario, um, they were two years in the business. I think they each made about $40,000 in, in GCI each year before they came in. 
they got on the phones and went to 200,000 plus GCI each in their first year with us. So cold calling and door knocking works. I mean, I used to do it myself, but is it the way that I want to run my business? No, I think that there's a number of other um, business producing activities that I would find more joy in that I, I can make just as effective. Yeah. And that's, I find following you on Facebook too, you've got a good life work balance and it's about doing the things that you like. I'm, I'm of the same mindset that I know uh, there's agents uh, here in Ottawa that just kill it by doing cold calls and door knocking. And for me, it's just, it's not what I want to do. So, you know, I've steered away from it and coaching people. I've sent people door knocking and, or changed, uh, changed up the way that some of our agents do their mail outs. Um, Cause if you're going to spend all that money, you know, and everybody just sends out the same mail outs that get thrown in the trash. So, you know, I've come up with some creative ways of doing it. And so I think it's about doing, just like you said, doing daily activities that, uh, that make you happy, that make you want to come to the office. Sure. And you know, that, that's the thing. I mean, we met at the area emerge series where we both spoke last year and, you know, when they asked me to speak, um, you know, they wanted me to discuss, you know, geographical firing Well, it works. Is it my favorite way to generate business? No. Um, and, you know, that's where you look at some of the things you were talking about with that Facebook ad brilliance and how you can digital farm and how you can do different types of marketing. But, you know, in my own in my own business, um, you know, what people didn't hear in that series, just based on the format and what I was asked to speak about was that, you know, I sold 117 homes in my first full year in the biz. 34 of those came from free organic Facebook strategies. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's to use to not kind of not push a platform or a strategy to the side, uh, just because you don't believe in it. I've sent out, uh, mail outs too. I just decided to do them differently. Um, so, you know, it all works. And I think, uh, I think me and you are very much of the same mindset when we're running our business and you're doing all kind of creative things like, you know, a lot of people sometimes find these activities a waste of time, but what have you seen from things like speaking, like writing a book? I'm sure a lot of agents have thought about it, but said, well, what am I going to get from it? Right. What kind of benefits do you, do you see coming from these kind of out of the box ideas and, and things that you're doing? You're spending a lot of your time doing these activities. How does that affect your business? Well, I mean, when, when we address the, um, you know, creative side, I think that if you were to follow along with most realtors, uh, they are telling you um, exactly how great they are, how many deals they did, what award level they won on a regular basis. I mean, nobody wants to see just listeds and just solds filling up their Facebook news feed every day. I believe that there's creative ways to do it. And you can absolutely kill it doing it with just listeds and just solds. But the, the purpose is to enroll people into our space rather than pushing ourselves onto the consumer. And so, you know, the traditional forms of, you know, all about me, I think are going by the wayside. People want to build like and trust before they do business with us. And that's where I think a lot of agents are, are, are failing right now. They're, they're just broadcasting how great they are as agents or, or even a lot of the leaders, you know, they're feature dumping all of the stuff that, you know, people already know. I mean, if you're a top producing agent in your market, people know that. They see your signs, they see your success, they, they get that. What I'm looking at is, you know, how to 
share the story, you know, and, and focusing on things like, you know, story branding as part of my marketing strategy on a number of different platforms. And so with regards to the book, or, you know, sharing from a very transparent place, you know, that has more to do with my coaching business as far as how can I serve and support others at the highest level possible? I mean, that is really what I believe my purpose is. And, and that's how to, you know, facilitate growth and change for those that desire more. Um, with regards to a book, well, certainly you put yourself out there. And if you put yourself out there transparently, transparently, you're working in that law of authenticity. And the law of authenticity requires transparency, vulnerability, and integrity. And when we do that, and we serve and support others, my belief is success is never an, a, never an issue. And you can do that on so many different platforms now for whatever business environment you want to succeed in. I couldn't agree with you more there, Ryan. The, um, uh, you know, one of the things that the audience has been asking about is, is different tactics and different ways that, that they can do that. So in that same vein, in that um, authentic vein, what are some, you know, maybe actionable tactics that, that a, a newer agent could do that maybe doesn't have the bandwidth to do a book or anything like that? Sure, sure. I think that the power of video is, is unbelievable. People focusing on their digital marketing signature or digital marketing imprint. You know, the, the question that we want to ask is, you know, not how, how are people, it's, it's not about how are people going to wake up and do business with us? You know, because nobody wakes up each and every morning and says, I wonder how Ryan Hodge's real estate sales career is doing today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, gosh, I wish they did. But if I can find a way to identify what questions keep my consumer up at night, what pain are they having in a process, then I can answer their questions with my digital marketing signature. It's the same universal principle of marketing, which applies to the book. And so, you know, people know where to get, go find listings. They can go on MLS, right? They can go on realtor.ca, but what they often don't know is what's happening in, in the market or, you know, people can find a real estate um, information as to how to be successful on YouTube, Google, anywhere, just about free. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes there's a lot of underlying factors that are really the ones that are affecting their productivity that they may not want to discuss because they're, you know, embarrassed. Uh, they're, they're fear-based. Um, they're having challenges at home, whatever that is. And so if you can identify the pain that the consumer or a potential client is having in a process, I believe that that is how you can start answering the questions to enroll, engage, and attract, um, you know, a sales client, a coaching client, you know, somebody in your company, whatever it might be for you. And everybody has a benefit of sharing their story, but they also have the benefit of extending their message in the way that feels good to them. You know, not everybody wants to go down that real, real transparent path that I do, you know, and I, I get that it's not for everybody, but when you, you do in your own right, the right people will show up. I, I, I say that as an absolute in my deepest truth, the right people always show up. Well, I do believe like so, social platforms and the internet have pretty much given a new way for people to do business. Maybe people that wouldn't have been successful in real estate uh, 15, 20 years ago, they've got a shot now. And I, I, I believe it in 
you know, in my heart of hearts, I don't think I'd have the success that I would have had if it wasn't for these platforms. If I had to abide by the old marketing rules, I think it would have been a, a completely different, uh, game for me. That is, uh, for sure. sure. But, uh, and I'm, I'm in the mind, same mindset. It's give information. It's not about yourself or cheesy marketing tactics. Right. And, uh, um, and you know, even if people say often, oftentimes people are worried about their network. Um, but now that you have this ability to reach everyone, uh, so easily and on multiple platforms, like you said, and if you don't have a network, you can still give that authentic message and get in front of new faces. Do you, do you take your content and, keep it solely for your private network or do you run that, that, that transparent message and data? Do you, do you advertise that as well? Oh yeah. I mean, the, the book is a very, very transparent approach for, you know, those looking for self-empowerment, self-discovery. I mean, that is about as transparent as I could share my story as possible. And um, I'm comfortable with that. You know, it took me a long time to get comfortable with that and, and a lot of, you know, altering life changes and um, decisions that, that I had to make to, you know, become a better version of me. But what I know is that when you share your story from a, a transparent place, especially if it is based in, you know, real, real issues, not just, you know, about success, but about fulfillment or you know, for those that have challenges with um, addiction or in their relationships or lack of self-worth or, or, you know, not understanding purpose. When you share your own story transparently, it allows others to step forward and do the same or it allows others to step forward and maybe raise their hand that they're seeking more. Mm-hmm. And work-life balance is extremely important in the sense a lot in real estate, I, I feel that a lot of people are judged basically your success is just the numbers how many ends did you do how much commission did you did you make where you know if i make if if someone ends up making two hundred thousand dollars a year and they get a ton of free time compared to someone who makes 350 but can't see their kids can't go on vacation just tied to their desk you know who's really the successful one right so and i feel following you on facebook for so long you do it seems that you have your work life balance on point you're you have a coaching business you own a brokerage you still uh sell real estate uh you're writing a book you're public speaking what what kind of things do you do how do you organize your your day your week your your year basically and uh to keep yourself from going crazy because as we know a lot of agents They'll get five listings or six listings and they're losing their mind. They can't organize their time. They stop doing those daily activities and then they, they, they run out of business and they're like, how come I don't have any business? And because they just, they didn't know how to organize their time properly. Well, number one, I think it is an understanding that there is a drastic difference between time management and choice management. I pulled a group of 5,000 agents uh, last year. You know, what is the number one thing that gets in the way of the happiness, freedom, and results-based productivity that you desire in your your business? And everybody, you know, is the number one answer, uses um, time management as the challenge. But it's about understanding that path of personal responsibility and the power of choice. And by no means am I perfect at it. And the struggles that I've endured along the way um, have created major, major challenges when I would get out of balance. And I, I refer to that as, you know, the duality of success. 
And, you know, in the years that I was, you know, clipping, you know, my first year, 117 homes, um, woke up January 1st that year and was just miserable, knew something was wrong. Um, you know, opening an, an independent company with major, major rapid growth inside of a, a, a small, small to medium sized market, <laughs> you know, woke up another January 1st and said, you know, I'm out of balance, I'm out of rhythm. And so what I needed to do was find, you know, what is going to serve me at the highest level possible. And I refer to that as self-serving activity or self-serving behavior. I don't think that we can serve other human beings until we learn to serve ourselves first. And that includes friends, family, clients. And so when I look at what I do, it's a matter of creating non-negotiables, you know, non-negotiables for my personal or spiritual development, which, you know, should include fitness, journaling, meditation, uh, a little bit of writing. Those are, are, you know, a few for me. The same thing applies to lead generation. You know, two hours a day, five days a week, non-negotiable lead generating activity, whatever that is for anybody, whether they are a broker owner or a sales agent. Uh, I would also look at content creation because here's the thing. We all have 168 hours available to, to each and every one of us in any single week. You know, we have our sleep hours. We have our um, work hours, which are, you know, 40 hours, 60 hours, 80 hours, whatever it is. When we look at those two as being the, the big ones, that's going to happen no matter what. But it's what choices can we make inside of those work hours? What choices can we make inside of our personal development hours? And what choices can we make to fulfill purpose? And so when you look at that time study that I talked about with the 168, any of my clients or any of the people that I work with or myself, I always block off my time spent in purpose first. That would be how can I contribute to others, time with my children. And I mean, we're talking 280 hockey rinks a year. You know, that, that is no <laughs> joke as far as the time committed to, to spending with them. Um, but not only that, but it's the presence time. You know, I used to be the master of doing all the, the stuff, you know, making sales, carting the kids to the rink. But what I found was that I wasn't present in the time that I needed to be with them. And so that path of awareness led me to, okay, we've got our hockey time, but there's a drastic difference between spending time at a hockey rink watching my kid play hockey versus, you know, time at dinner or playing a board game or whatever, learning about them and engaging in conversation. It's the same thing when we talk about the work environment. I mean, you guys know it as being leaders of an organization, but it's the same deal with my, my company or my coaching organization. How many people come in and say, I'm working 40 to 60 hours a week, but they're not doing a deal? And when you look at them, um, as far as what is it that you guys are doing on a non-negotiable activity-based level as far as lead generation, whether that's prospecting, content creation, you know, messaging their database, whatever that is, when they say two hours, but they're not doing a deal, well, what the hell are they doing in the other eight hours a day? Yeah. You know, if somebody comes to me and says, I need a deal and I need it now. Well, you guys have been there as far as having to find the deal, you know, having to find the next client, you know, I'm not taking two hours and then just, you know, going golfing. I am, you know, going after it until something happens. That is where that drastic difference between goals and intention or goals and commitments come in. You know, it's great to have goals, you know, it, it's really about intention there, but we must align our intentions with the action. You know, nothing happens unless nothing unless something moves. Yeah, 
for sure. I couldn't agree with that more. Um, you know, you can, you can have any kind of balance that you want in your life. It's just deciding what you actually have to do to get there. Um, sure. Yeah. The, uh, you know, one question that came up on Instagram from, uh, from one of the followers was, uh, um, I'm just trying to see it here. Oh yeah. What, uh, what, if any kind of advantages do you see new agents having over someone who's maybe been in the business for a while? I think that their understanding of, of technology and, you know, really realizing where our internet uh, empowered consumer spends their time Mm -hmm. is an absolute game changer for them. Yeah. And, and it's not just Facebook. I mean, Facebook, you know, is really strong for my demographic, but the amount of people that I see killing it with um, Instagram or multi-purpose and content across multiple platforms, including Snapchat, you can find, you know, one or two of those in each market where they're, you know, taking one small piece of content and getting it across every platform basically for free, or if they're using ads for a very little ad spend. For and sure. that is a game changer. I mean, you cannot get that type of marketing through a bus bench, you know, a, a geographical flyer, even working your database to the core. This is the kind of marketing that, you know, today's younger agent is doing. And, you know, we're seeing the results. I mean, we've had, and we have a younger demographic in our company, highest per agent production in the city in four years with, with just about every major brand. Wow. But we've had agents coming in that are going from, you know, five to 10 deals a year to 30, 40 deals a year, primarily through these social platforms. And that is a life changer, you know, for, for many. I'm, I'm going to be a little selfish and ask as a broker owner and trainer, um, cause I feel a lot of people, uh, put resistance against these platforms. I'm a huge believer in, in, in testing and trying all kinds of new things. Um, even this year when I was speaking, I told the story of, um, uh, of, you know, my $800,000 sale through Snapchat, right? I had an old client. She doesn't have Facebook. She doesn't have anything. My only, we would communicate via Snapchat for almost a year and a half. That was our only means of communication. And then all of a sudden she literally sends me a snap saying, Hey, can my parents get a hold of you? Um, you know, they're moving, uh, they're moving from Toronto to Ottawa and it ended up in an $800,000 purchase. Right. Um, but for you as a broker owner, how do you, the people that are like, ah, that, that, that shit doesn't work. You know, I'm just, uh, I'm going to send out some, some mail outs. Like what do what kind of strategies do you put into your, uh, agents to, to get them to, to jump on these platforms? Well, I mean, it's it's that resistance, right? What we resist persists. And so a lot of the older agents that have come over are actually seeking some of that guidance. They are a little bit more uh, open-minded. However, even in my own experience, understanding something like the Facebook ads platform, not just with a boost, but really diving into it. And you know it, Remy. I mean, it's, yes. it can be overwhelming at the start. I mean, it, it, it took me some, you know, high, high dollars and committed coaching calls with certain people to really understand it. But what we try and do is facilitate more of an idea exchange among our members. And so what we look to do is uh, once a month, we do an open mastermind on all things real estate productivity. 
all things successes, all things challenge. It's a, a place and space for our members to have a voice. And when they have that voice, oftentimes, you know, younger agents are, you know, networking and engaging from a, a pure place of contribution with, with some older agents. And sometimes just those baby steps, those small little steps to understanding one thing can lead them to desire more. We don't, we don't force feed Facebook ads or, you know, my Facebook messaging strategy on anyone. Um, but as they get a little bit more comfortable with it, they start to do a little bit more. And it's, it's I think, the same with, with anything. It's just that borrowed belief that some of the stuff can, can actually work and, and save people a lot of time, money, and discomfort of doing it, you know, completely the, the traditional way. And I think, you know, and you're 100% right with, and especially things like, I'm, I've been really big on Facebook messaging. And, you know, the, I don't understand the disconnect when people don't want to do it because it's exactly the same as contacting your database as you would do back in the day. Either you would call everyone that you would know. Uh, and now, you know, that's almost a sin. You, you're either going to text, text them or send them a Facebook message because that's just the behavior that's, that's coming out to, you know, from the consumers is what they, they actually want. But the amount of people that are still telling me that, you know, they're getting these, these calls and, you know, uh, as we know, you know, we don't like getting called anymore and we have all these platforms. So it's kind of a, kind of an odd uh, oddity for me uh, on that sense. But um, for you, you, you're big on video. Um, what are your thoughts on video, audio, written, or all three? I think that the more you can, you know, multi-purpose your content, you know, the, the better. The, the thing with video is that we need to get people to stop the scroll. And, and we are in a, a visualization society where people want to watch something before they, um, you know, take action in it. However, um, you know, some of the most successful forms of marketing are through platforms like this, you know, a, a sound-based podcast. Um, there are still best-selling books, but it's how can we engage and really what I look to do is how can you cast the widest net? You know, when, when we're looking for a consumer, how can you go to the, the widest reach of an audience, but going to the greatest depths with their mindset? You know, what is it that's going to allow us to attract and enroll people? And, you know, a good friend and mentor of mine says that, well, you know, we're no longer just in the sales business. We are in the human resources, human enrollment, human interaction business. And we don't just have one job anymore as a, a sales representative. We have three sales representative, technologist, and constant creators of relevant content. I love it. That's exactly true. And so you'd basically specifically allocate hours, non-negotiables to create your content, right? Sure, sure. It gets easier and easier once you understand the platforms. I mean, you know, right now I'm working with a guy in digital marketing on, on more of a vlog series just to kind of really continue to share through the power of video. Um, you know, cutting video and, and adding sound, that that wasn't really my forte. I, I still may leverage that, but, you know, learning about it. It's the same thing with, you know, emails. You know, email is still alive. Everybody says email is dead, but... If you checked your open rates as far as, you know, depending on what your content is, you know, in our recruiting emails, we're still getting a, a 65, 70% open rate. And well, so it's where does the consumer engage? You know, where are they engaging? Because 
you know, for, for you and I that agree with, you know, Facebook messaging is a, it's just a simple form of prospecting. Well, if, if an audience, you know, focuses on Instagram, wants to try the messaging that way, go for it. Snapchat that way, email that way. It's where does the audience engage because where they are and meeting them where they're at is going to get a much higher uh, enrollment or, or conversion rate. Well, I love the fact that like you're, you're having these open rates and it's, uh, by being consistent, the, the, the key is the, um, the key is the, the content, right? Like if you keep putting out crappy stuff, you're not going to get any, any open rate the next month when you send the next newsletter, less and less people is just going to trend downwards. But if the content is good, you're going to, your open rate's going to continue to get stronger. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're going to close this off. Uh, Ryan, I want to, to ask just a few last questions basically, uh, to give you, um, some space to, you know, I know you're not a shameless self promoter, but you've got so much going on. Um, has the book launched yet? Yes. Yeah, it has. So So what's it called now? Um, engaging your authentic self, um, is, is launched. It is live now on www.theintegritybow.com. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, having, having some great feedback from that. So super proud and honored, uh, you know, for, for that project, it will be Amazon, Kindle and audible. I would think by end of January, mid February as well. And then, uh, you've just wrapped up the audio book as well. Just finished recording. Um, so we are doing final edits this week and then we will be, you know, putting that into the audible system. And again, end of January, early February, depending on, you know, how the process uh, works with the actual audible uh, organization. Perfect. And if people like what they're hearing and they're, you know, they can see themselves uh, having you as a mentor, how do they reach out to you? They can uh, they can call me direct anytime, 519-859-5408. Uh, updating my website, but still active at www.ryanhodge.com. And they can always email me, ryan at ryanhodge.com. And find num- me on Facebook. I'm, I'm on that platform frequently. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the number you gave out, is that your cell phone? So that's my cell. Yeah. I love it. So a lot of agents... They don't even, they don't advertise their cell phones. (laughs) They don't do anything. And, you know, uh, I'm of the same mindset. I'm like, anyone, anyone just add me to Facebook. I'm going to, you know, come into the ecosystem and let's, let's find stuff that we have in common. There's too many, too many agents I find that close the door and have, you know, I, I don't want to be bothered. It's, you know, you have a choice to, to, to answer the phone, but for, for you to be accessible like that is just awesome. Love the hustle. Um, we try, uh, we try our best. Exactly. Ryan, we are honored to have you uh, on the show and uh, we will push this message out to as many agents as we can. We appreciate, uh, we really appreciate your time. Thanks so much, Ryan. Well, I appreciate you guys and keep doing amazing things and uh, shining that brilliance and light on others. Amazing. All right. We're going to let you go, uh, Ryan and uh, everyone until next time, please, uh, you know, Subscribe to uh, to this podcast. We're going to bring you some of the top agents uh, throughout Canada. And uh, just want everyone to take care. Have a good one. <laughs>